0: You're listening to Inside Bliss with LaVon Kirkland.
1: Alright, welcome back. It's another great week here at the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. I'm your co-host David Wyatt along with Mike Foster in studio. LeVon, what is going on my friend?
0: Man, you know what? I am having a blast being a part of the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame and now that it's close to Christmas time, we really want to encourage our donors, our sponsors, our listeners to really give back and to give to this cause because this, this cause that we have, it educates in empowers it encourages young people, and who doesn't want to encourage young people? I know you know someone out there, and you got skin in the game, so we really encourage you to give to the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame because we're making a difference through football.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, so we got a great interview for you this uh, today, this show. Mike, tell us about the guest.
2: Yeah, we got Steve Fuller here in uh, 2019 inductee, and of course, uh, most people would think of him as the original number four at Clemson University. Steve Fuller number yeah. four. Yeah, ring of honor uh, inductee as well over there uh, at Clemson University and uh, uh, played pro football, was a first round draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs and won a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears, has a gold record underneath his belt.
0: A gold for- record. <laughs>
1: Jim, okay. Jim, he's our man. If he can't do it, <laughs> no. Steve sure can. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's that's the right the Super
0: Bowl shuffle.
1: Yeah. Super
2: Bowl shuffle. He did do a rap in there. We talked a little bit about that in the interview, his uh, singing prowess.
1: That's right. And, and, so, and, and also he talks about the uh, decision to allow Deshaun Watson to unretire man, that was his cool, jersey from Dabo Sweeney. So, hey... Listen listen up, you're going to love this uh, interview with Steve Fuller,
0: so we'll be right back. We're the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. What if I told you I can get you access to never-before-seen footage of our interview with Coach Ford? Hello, this is LaVon Kirkland of the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame and our podcast, Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. As you know, we had an amazing time at Coast 4 Hemp Farm a few weeks ago and had a great interview with him. I encourage you to check it out. But that's not all. After the interview was over, we kept talking, and the cameras were still rolling. I tell you what, I learned a couple things I never knew about Coach, and I want you to have access to it as well. For a limited time only, we want you to hear and see never before released footage of our interview with Coach Ford. All you have to do is go to insideblitz.org slash, forward slash, Coach Ford. That is insideblitz.org Ford slash Coast forward to get instant access to your free video. Don't miss out.
3: Hi, this is Steve Fuller. You're listening to the Inside Blitz with Levon Kirkland. Hey,
0: welcome back to the Inside Blitz with Levon Kirkland. Uh, today we have a special guest. Today, one of the one of my favorite all time Clemson quarterbacks. Uh, he was a two time. All-ACC player of the year from 77 to 78, 23rd pick from Kansas City Chief, a Spartanburg native, uh, has a gold record, Clemson Ring of Honor, and just recently into the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Steve Fuller, how you doing, my man?
3: Hey, LeVon, how are you, sir? Look forward to joining you guys today.
0: Oh, man, we thank you for being on with such short notice um, I, I tell you what our department of uh, our department of getting people on fell a little short today but they came through <laughs> with you so we're honored to have a well, superstar good. like yourself.
3: Well, hopefully you didn't have to call it, what am I, like number nine or ten on your list today? Was
0: that how it worked out? <laughs> Steve, I- I'm going to tell you the truth. You were number one for me today, but we talked about some other people, but I'm t- I am was like, we should do Steve Fuller. Why are we doing Steve well, Fuller? Hey, hey. That's right. Yeah, Mike, you, was, you trying yeah, Mike <laughs> Foster, was trying to go in a different direction. Yeah, Michael Foster and Ivan was trying to go in a different direction, but we thought you would be the best. That's right. That's you
3: right. can al- you can always
0: call the old guy because he has nothing else going <laughs> on, right? <laughs> well, that's kind of true. <laughs> true. That's kind of true.
3: Yeah. But hey, we're we're
0: about to start off, and we always start off with a, a tough question. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. What's the best compliment you have ever received?
3: The best compliment I've ever received? Oh, goodness. You know, probably from, you know, it would have to be from a teammate. That would, you know, that would give it the most credence for me as if it was it was from somebody I was playing with. And, you know, so I'd probably go back to my 78 boys and, and maybe the, you know, the offensive line guys, Bost- the two Bostics and Billy Hudson and Steve Kenning uh you know they probably you know r- last couple of drives in the in the 77 South Carolina game and then mm-hmm. then the, maybe the Ohio State there uh you know they just you know they just gave me some credit for for, for leading and and that always means something special when your own guys tell you that
0: hey I, you know what i was just watching the 1977 game against South Carolina that was a heck of a game
3: it was one of the best ever and uh I've had a couple of my uh, fellow Spartanburg guys say it was like like beating them twice in the same night. Now I guess you could probably say from their side they actually won a little piece of that in the in the late in the fourth quarter. But I tell you what, I I still watch it and I still am unsure whether we're going to score or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's funny and I've actually seen the end zone uh, of that lately, Levon. And you'll be shocked at how many. Defensive hands are up there, just missing a uh, uh, tipping a pass or almost getting there, and uh, you, you really do get nervous when you look back on it.
0: Right, I, I got nervous even though I knew that we were going to win. I still <laughs> was a little nervous in that game.
3: Oh yeah, I, I'm with you there. It, it's, uh, but I, I can tell. You know, again, I'm I'm two generations away now, but I can tell young people, even some of the kids I'm coaching, to to go back and watch that game, and everybody seems to enjoy it. It's uh, it's one of the best in the series.
0: It's one of the best in the series, and I'm telling you, you were definitely poised, my friend. Good job.
3: Well, I appreciate I appreciate that. We had no choice. with there's <laughs> no way we're going to go in, into Columbia and lose that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's our that's our house. You know that's why I tell everybody that's our house. But that was a great job. But I, another question I have: Where do you keep the goal record, or do you guys rotate the goal record?
3: No, no, we, we we each have one. Okay, and. And I have, I have a uh, – uh, I won't call it a trophy case. I've got a, a, a piece of furniture in my den that has a bunch of my old stuff in there, and it's sitting up there right now. And uh, in case I ever get major grief for singing or dancing, I always bring it by and say uh, two words, gold record.
0: Gold <laughs> record. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> as a kid from Lamar, South Carolina, I couldn't wait to see the Super Bowl shuffle. I watched that thing. Over and over and over again.
3: Well, it was it was one of those things that at any point in time in that six or eight weeks from the time we lost to Miami on Monday night and the time we won the won the game, uh, it was either going to be the best thing we ever did or the worst thing we'd ever done. <laughs> right. Until we got that until we got that game in hand, it was going to be the worst thing. <laughs> right. and that's, and, and as it as it as it turned out, it was it was a beautiful thing because uh, you know it was you know it was so much out of our, our comfort zone for all of us except for maybe Willie Gall, because he was a Willie Gault like he Mr. he
0: was ready for that
3: yeah. <laughs> but yeah. even though he was he was Mr he was Mr Hollywood even back then so he was uh, and he was the one that really put it all together but everybody else was just winging it and uh, it, it's pretty obvious you know a lot of rank amateur. Uh, Stuff on the on the vocals and the dancing, but we we got through it and and as it turned out, it's kind of somewhat of an iconic deal now. Yeah. Um, but 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 again, if you lose that game or you lose anything before that, it becomes a really bad embarrassment.
0: <laughs> it does. Uh, I, I have a story where I was with Pittsburgh, and we started to do a rap, and that didn't go so well because we lost to San Diego <laughs> Chargers. So. <laughs> We might have won a silver record, a silver, a silver yeah, um, done it. yeah, but yeah, it, it went bad. But talking about your um, talking about your part in the Super Bowl shuffle, uh, how many times did it take for you to practice to get your lines incredibly right?
3: Well, it, again, it wasn't, easy, it was not real complicated, uh, but Willie really, really put it together uh, with, with a guy from Chicago who had, actually had a, he'd done some producing himself, and he had a studio in his basement mm-hmm. it was somewhere in the north sub, suburbs of Chicago. And so he, uh, he mentioned it to uh, 10 or 12 of us, and we wound up going to his house on, a, on a, you know, our, one of our Tuesday off days. And you know, we were playing around with it. We weren't sure it was ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then finally uh, finally the week of – actually the week before the Monday night game in Miami, Willie said, well, we're going to do it for real and we've got the whole thing set up at a, at a big place downtown Chicago. Of course, we go in there Monday night and lose our only game. Wow! And you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but we literally we got got to O'Hare about three in the morning, and we were at the studio doing the Super Bowl shuffle about eight that morning.
0: Wow, that's some dedication.
3: So it was. Well, it was a little it was a little strange too because we weren't real weren't real happy. Uh, so you know, it took a while to get everybody back into the mood and. Uh, you know, a couple of the guys. I think Jim and and William Perry missed. Uh, they showed up late, so they had to dub them in later. But uh, you know, I don't know. It was it was one of those things that that just worked out. And you know, for for that group of guys in Chicago, it was a everybody knew that team. It was a it was a pretty good football team, but it was also a really interesting cast of characters. And um, it was it was something that really fit in with what, what, what the crowd was like.
0: And you guys were probably bigger than Earth, Wind, and Fire with all the with all the singing parts, with all the instrumentals.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story. My okay. my high school head coach down here, a uh, fellow named B.J. Payne. Uh, I walked out to practice about two years ago, and he goes you know, I heard you guys were nominated for a Grammy. And I said, well, yeah, I think we were. I don't think anybody actually went to the show, but I think we were. And he goes, well, what category was it in? And I said, you know, I don't know. I guess, you know, rap. I don't know. Was there rap there? So he gets his uh, he gets his iPad out and starts looking. He goes, well, actually, there wasn't rap. It was actually rhythm and blues. Rhythm
0: and blues. And
3: then he, then he started laughing. I said, what are you laughing about? He goes, guess who you lost to? <laughs> And I, go, I have I have no idea. He goes Prince. <laughs> that's a and stiff said, competition, though. Yeah, I, I said if you if you have to lose somebody, that's not too bad a person to lose to,
0: huh? Yeah. Prince was phenomenal. You guys, should, you guys should be proud.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought that was hilarious.
0: Uh, that's good. We, we're talking with Steve Fuller. Uh, Steve, we always talk about football. And making the difference through football, as far as the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame is concerned, I uh, just want to know how did football make a difference in your life?
3: Well, you know, it's you know, the I was from an upper middle class family, so I wasn't in the situation where it was going to keep me off the streets. I, right. I, I probably wasn't going to be roaming the streets anyway, mm-hmm. but. The the thing that I thought was great about it is it brought together so many different kinds of kids. Right. Uh, you know, there were there were rich kids, poor kids. Uh, there were black kids, white kids, Asian kids. Uh, and once you got that uniform, you got in that locker room, it kind of brought everybody together. Mm. And uh, I just had I've had so many relationships. You know, that's other than the you know the the broken shoulders and the knee injuries and all that stuff you look back and say well was it worth it and uh you know i i'm trying to think to a man i've I've talked to people that you know steve kenny for example uh, the good clemson tackle he's had like 19 surgeries now wow and if, if you talk to him he still says he would do it all over again
4: yeah and now
3: you, you just wonder I, I was not I was fortunate to have I'm not, everybody everybody you know everybody was hurt and had surgery and beat up and uh but the the relationships and the people you got to know oh you know even starting in high school uh you know those people are still my good friends and uh you know you, you have so much in common and there's a there's a bond between you you can't go through what you go through in a football season uh, without bonding with these guys. You just, you just have to, uh, you know, you're, you're, there's a, there's a shared experience that, that you really don't get anywhere else. I mean, uh, you know, I, I played basketball and I played baseball and, uh, those were great team sports, but nothing gave me the, the, the bonding, uh, mechanism that the, the, the football did. I think it's because you you know, it's so physical and you do get beat up and you, you, you do, everybody's always hurt and you know, you're just kind of pulling each other through.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Now, tell us about the huddle at, at Clemson University. I mean, you talked about the bond um, the bond that you guys have. Um, Tell us about the huddle from the quarterback perspective.
3: Well, you know, that was, the huddle, if, I, you know, especially when I'm, I'm coaching young quarterbacks or I'm seeing young quarterbacks. Uh, the first thing I, actually the first thing I tell them is you got to have a, you know, you got to have a good strong voice for your cadence. Cause a lot of right. these kids come out and they don't know how to, but the, the, the next thing is you got to get in that huddle. And not only do you have to be confident, but you have to know what everybody else is doing, you know, all their assignments and you better let them know that, you know, right? Um, because You know that's just part of it and if they see any doubt or any hesitation in your in your face or in your uh action then then you've got nothing um and it just just comes with the position uh i think all 11 are 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 equally important but but as far as the huddle goes i mean you bet as a quarterback you better have control And, and if you do not then then those guys will 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 recognize that in a hurry and you cannot have, you, I mean, you, you remember, you know, you're on the other side of the ball, but, mm-hmm. but you, you count on your, your, uh, your teammate next to you to know what he's doing and to, to be ready to go and to be equally prepared and uh, to do his job. And if you ever have any doubts there, then it starts, uh, starts weighing on you a little bit also
0: right you know Steve I was on the other side as you said I was an inside linebacker with the Pittsburgh Steelers and I had to call the huddle but you guys on the offensive side must have been very smart because sometimes on the defensive side I had to repeat it over and over <laughs> again was there anybody in your huddle that you kind of look <laughs> the guy who never got it our or offense is different I, I think offense is different defense they tend not, they tend not to pay much attention, but did you have that problem no, I, on the offensive side? No,
3: now you're, you're right. There, there's always, I, won't, <laughs> I won't name any names, but there, there's always somebody. Uh, I'll tell you a huddle story. Uh, one of my good friends down here, Mark Clifford, uh, played tight end for us. He's now the uh, he coach at Buford High School forever. He's now at Buford Academy, uh, but we called him a Luba. Uh-huh. We used to run our plays in and out, run our plays in and out with tight ends. So uh anthony king and cliff Bray and mark clifford would run the plays in right now mark will tell you and i'm not trying to embarrass him he, he, he'll tell you when he gets a little nervous he has a stutter oh no and uh yeah mark mark sometimes would get into a you know get in tight you know it's third and third and seven or eight in this big play he comes in with the play and a lot of times he never got it out uh so I was—I finally had to tell. Uh, this was Coach Pell at the time. I had to coach. I said, Coach Pell, we're going to have to figure out a way to do this other than, <laughs> than you, 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 using the tight ends. We, right. This is not working out like it needs to be. Right, right. <laughs> uh,
0: well, well, you had a tremendous career at Clemson. You had a tremendous career at Clemson, and you end up getting into the Ring of Honor. Can you tell us that feeling that day when your name was revealed in the stadium?
3: Well, you—you, you, uh, I know you recognize that a little bit now too. Uh, yeah. it, it was a great moment. I, uh, you know, it's—it's it's an honor that, you know, your name's up there on the stadium, and and hopefully, knock on wood, there, you'll never give them a reason to to pull it down. You know, so my, my kids and my grandkids, and their hopefully their grandkids can come to Clemson and see it up there, and and that's uh that's just a great tribute to to whatever little you did to, to get it up there. But the thing that that I thought most important about that was that they they really did a good job of tying it into you know being a real student athlete and finishing your degree and and, and being a you know a, a, a good contributing force in the in the community and there was a lot of things that they they, they think about put in there before they before they slap you up there uh, and all those things I think you'll agree uh, were very 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 important and, and make you feel good about what your time was there at Clemson
0: right I almost cried did you did you cry Did you shed a tear
3: you know what it's been, yeah I'm sure I did you know mm-hmm. you're 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 more you're younger and more recent I you know it's been a long long time but uh you know everything you know once you realize that uh you know I can remember playing my last game at, at uh at the stadium and you know it was obviously it was a south carolina game and right uh you know you just you want to relish every little moment of it, and you just hate that, you know. You know every second that's going by, and every minute that's going by that that's your last. And mm-hmm. uh, I know we, I know some of the seniors. Uh, you know, Saturday this week they played their last game there, and you know that that's the stuff that'll bring a tear to your eye, just knowing that you're not ever going to do it again. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: you know, just just you know all the hard times, and you know the times you did not want to go to the weight room and to the winter workout or. You know, do either want to do that extra extra mile or whatever it is? You think back and you know, gosh, I wish I could do that again. Right. Uh, just you know, the time you spend it, you never get it back, and it's so short when you when you really look back on it. And and you know, it's also an, it's not a game that you play forever. You know, you play, you know, you play for high school and college. If you're lucky enough to play six or seven or ten years in the league, then then that's also great. But uh, you know, just. You, you guys know it's, it's just it's something that uh, is, is really unlike anything else you can do and, and when it's over you kind of stand there and go gosh I, I wish I could do that some more
0: well uh, you know one thing that I'm really curious about Deshaun Watson you gave him your number after his being retired or you know, it's been hanging up there forever. Nobody dared touch it. What made you give him the okay, the thumbs up, to wear your jersey?
3: Well, it's you know, there's there's been a ton of stories about that, and I'll give you the the the, the truest, straightforward one there was. I was playing the Chick Fil A tournament with with Dabo, and I'd done it for a few years, and and we had a great time. We'd go, to, you know, we're up in. in uh, in georgia playing and it's three days and you get, you get a lot of quality time you know you're riding around the golf cart with him for five hours every day and you get to you get to talk about a lot of things mostly family and you know things not football uh but then like the second year i'm up there he made the comment that he said something like he said steve you know a lot of these universities are are trying to find some kind of bridge between the older players and the and the current players and, you know they're doing this in a lot of different ways and i said well that sounds good makes sense to me and that's about all that was said that first year Mm -hmm. then the next year uh he goes well you know you know a lot of these players with retired i mean a lot of these uh colleges with retired jerseys you know they're really uh you know let some of the younger guys wear them now and they do some kind of tribute to them and and again trying to tie it all together And, and again i said well you know you know, I, I don't disagree with the philosophy, you know, let me know, uh, you know, let me know what you're thinking. And, uh, that was when Deshaun was a, I believe he was a junior in high school, but he had already committed. Right. And so the next year was the, was the, the finish of the sales job. He, <laughs> he says, well, I've, I've got this kid in, in Georgia. That's this, you know, he's, he's committed already and he's a great kid. And, You know, he wore number four in high school. What would you think about him wearing four in, in in, uh, at Clemson? And I said, well, I said, easy question. Tell me about the kid. Mm -hmm. And so for the next hour or so, uh, Coach Sweeney tells me what a great kid he is, how dependable he is. You know, he tells me about his, you know, his his background and what he's done in high school and uh, his academic side and. You know and i said well he sounds like a great kid and i looked at that and i said okay i'm gonna leave it to you i said can i trust you that this kid is is gonna you know do nothing with this with this honor because i was really trying to represent my guys in 78 because you know i've always told all my teammates there that you know my number got retired but it was only because of you guys it wasn't because of of, of me right. uh, so i looked at that as a, as a team deal and so Dabo looked me right now and said, listen, trust me, this guy will not embarrass you. He will not do anything that, that will dishonor honor this, this number of our university. And, and he was he was right. Uh, I got a call about two weeks later from Deshaun, mm-hmm. and he was very very respectful, very nice, and I, and I felt good about it then. Uh, then about two weeks later, I got a package from Clemson that had a had uh what Dabo tells me was the first jersey anyway. I don't know if it was or not, but I I, I got one. Right. And uh you know, it was one of those decisions that, that you know, you wanna be careful with, but I, I felt good about it and boy, boy, it really turned out great. Uh you know, he was he was nothing but the best and, and never did a single thing that that uh that I would even worry about. And uh, we, we got a good relationship out of it. Uh, I love the kid. And, uh, you know, Coach Swain was exactly right. He was everything he he, he said he was.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a tremendous story. It really is. It, it tells a lot about Deshaun, tells a lot about you, and just how football really connects us all together. I mean, from generation <laughs> to generation. So that's a very nice story.
1: Yeah, Steve, David. Yeah, I'll watch. tell you, if you want to, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, Steve. Go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say there's there's another there's a funny another little funny story about the jersey. If y'all remember, uh, I wasn't aware that that they were going to put the Fuller patch on there. I, you know, that was that was something that Dabo did, and um, so when I saw her, I thought it was great. And then yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of these younger younger kids that you know they don't know who Steve Fuller is. They, you know, I, they were they were born when I was already fifty years old. Um, <laughs> You know, so I got got some ties with with some of the young kids, but my mother, God rest her soul, was in up in Sparkburg, and she started getting phone calls from some of her older neighbors, <laughs> who said, "Who said I was? I'm so sorry, uh, Dorothy. I, I wasn't aware that Steve had passed away."
4: Oh you
3: no! Know? And my you know, and, I, I, and mother says, "Well, no, he's he's fine." He, he says, "Well, you know, the jersey says, you know, they could see the date that it basically said seventy five 78 I guess I guess they couldn't couldn't see the whole thing, so they thought it was a a memorial patch. Oh no! And uh,
0: (laughs) I can see that. I can see that.
3: So yeah. So my mother got all these phone calls. uh, (laughs) Wow. And actually, got some 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 of my my old Kansas City teammates who I hadn't seen in many 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 years uh, did the same thing. Started calling some of our friends and saying, "I didn't even hear about Steve. What what happened?" (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, funny,
3: funny how they work out.
1: Yeah, despite the uh, broad uh, uh, rumors that you are deceased, you're feeling great,
3: right? Uh, as of, as of right now, but you know, every day at our age, you know, you just you get up and you're happy to have the next one. Nothing's <laughs> promised. So,
1: so talk talk about the the your uh, NFL or college days. What is the your one of your top of all time favorite? plays or memories of the game
3: well we, you know we talked a little bit about the last drive in 77 at carolina that was that was probably as good as it gets you know as a rivalry game uh you know what i have to i have to say one of my all-time favorite games at clemson was our our, our game at maryland in, in 78 when they were i think i think we were six or seven in the country they were eight or nine and uh we went up there and we hadn't we'd we should have won the conference championship the year before. But we missed an extra point. Poor old Obit had kicked 900 in a row mm-hmm. and uh, and missed one up there. So we tied them, which cost us the championship that year. So we had to go up to Maryland, play a really, really, really good Maryland team. And it was about 25 degrees and it was gray. You know, that stadium up there is nasty. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it was a difficult game. And I remember Big Marvin Sims, our fullback. Um, we're running that you know, that option I and we had to make we got the ball back up with about a minute and a half to go, and we had to make a first down. You know, we just literally had to make a first down. So we get in the huddle, and you know, you talk about the huddle there, LeVon. I, I looked at my lineman, I said, Listen, we're gonna run the ball three times. We're not gonna throw it, we're not gonna option it, we're gonna run it. Three times and, and we're gonna make a first down, we're gonna walk out of here. And so sure as heck, we we, we handed it to the big boy. He went about five yards, and I think Lester Brown went about four yards on next one. We had a third and one one and a half. Uh, gave it to Marvin. He just plowed through there and got about six six yards, and it was over. And it was a great great moment. Oh man! Uh, we got we got on the plane. You know how it was. You know when those things happen. We got on the plane going back, and you know we had not had a lot of success at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been a few years since Clemson had had some success, and we got back to the airport in Greenville and there was probably there's probably five thousand people at the airport wow uh and it was it was amazing yeah you know, we never we never you know we always had great great support even when we were losing but but I'd never seen anything like that it was it was so you know heartwarming and and rewarding to to see that and that that was that was maybe been my 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 favorite game of all oh, okay. uh, when i when i was up there.
0: Well, I mean that—that's tremendous. Uh, I mean, you guys kind of started it all for Clemson University. I, I came in the late '80s, early '90s, and remember so many good stories about uh, your teams in '77 70, and '78, and what a tremendous player you were. So, man, you kind of well, started it all. Yeah.
3: Well, I don't know. We 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 like to think that uh, we had a piece of it. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of really good football teams and really good players since then, but. Uh, we did feel like maybe we turned the corner with that group and, and, no, and that doubt was important. About it. No doubt about it. Yeah.
2: Had a great group over there too with uh, Dwight and the Bostics and those guys over there. Uh, Steve, thanks for coming on. Uh, this is Mike. Uh, is there a, someone, a player or a coach that uh, you would consider to be a mentor to you throughout your career or, or someone that, that uh, invested in you that that uh, that you could tell us about?
3: Well, my, you know, you always look. My high school coach, Bill Carr, was was he was a famous high school coach in South Carolina. He was at Easley for, for many many years. So a lot of people up in that area know no know, know Coach Carr. And then then he went to Spartanburg. But you know, I can just remember, you know, it, we were so afraid of him, yet we respected him so much.
0: <laughs> I know uh, the feeling. You know,
3: you know how you know those coaches and
0: yeah,
3: Levon, he came to he came to. At this point in time, he was no longer teaching. He was just coaching. Oh boy! He came to he came to his office every day in a coat and tie, mm-hmm. and and I just remember, you know, I mean that's that man's professional, and he shows it every day, and he he did not, I mean he demanded perfection out of us, and and he didn't put up with anything else. And I just remember he, I won't say he straightened us out because we were, you know, we weren't bad kids, but. But, you know, I just remember as far from a discipline standpoint and, a, and a, uh, you know, doing the right thing, uh, Coach Carr was the guy that got all of us started.
0: That's great. Uh, that's what I, I tell a lot of people about the coaching profession. I think uh, a great coach can really make you. A bad coach can really break you. So that's a good story about your coach. And uh, see, we just want to thank you so much for being a part of our uh, podcast today. I mean, you're a tremendous. I can talk to you for hours. I know I can. But uh, well,
3: no, I, 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 I shoot, I'll, I'll always, tell you know, the the longer ago you played, the better you were. So, I'll, yes. I'll, you know, as I get older, I'll. I'll uh, <laughs> I love talking to you guys about it. Whenever I can help you out, please let me know.
0: Oh thank you so much. We appreciate that. Um uh I hope you have a great day today. Um uh, thank you so much for helping us out. We appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Steve. No, not at all. Look forward to seeing you see you guys soon. All right, Thanks, Steve. Thank awesome. you. Awesome.
0: All right, bye. Bye. You're listening to Inside Bliss with Levan Kirkland.
1: Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with Levon Kirkland. What an awesome interview with Steve Fuller. I mean, just just a tremendous, uh, mm-hmm. humble individual. Very humble. The, the kind of guy that uh, has the qualities that uh, really that I want to see my children uh, aspire to and, and the young people that, that we're leading.
0: No question. I, I tell you one thing I like about Steve is the relationship he has with his kids and how they truly adore, adore him. You saw when the ceremony was happening and they were talking about him, how much they really truly love their father and yep. it's always yeah. great to see. He really is.
2: And he's a really smart guy. He was an all-academic ac- guy as well as being having his name in the ring of honor as a player as well so well uh, a very good uh, well um, educated person
1: oh yeah no question Steve so thanks for the interview and of course here at the Hall of Fame we're all about leadership first of all leading ourselves and then leading others And this next section is the inside look with LaVon Kirkland where we come to you for some tidbits in leadership so with Without further ado, coming to you, LaVon Kirkland and the
0: Inside Look. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wyatt. Uh, w- what I really want to simply talk about is being grateful. And this is the season where we talk about Thanksgiving, we talk about Christmas, we talk about um, Jesus being born this day. But my personal experience, I want to talk about being grateful because A lot of times you think that you're going through a lot and you think that maybe it's overwhelming. But in a lot of cases, there are people that are going through way worse. So I think if you can breathe, you can walk, you can talk, Um, If you have those blessings in your life, there's a reason to be grateful. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening on the show to really think about every day when you wake up, how grateful you should be that you're here and that you're living and that you're learning and that you're loving. I mean, that is a tremendous blessing. So as a leader now, a lot of times you have to make sure that you know and you have to make sure that you're grateful for what you're doing, your people that you're working for that's working for you and i just want to keep encouraging especially with you guys i'm grateful for you guys so i just want to encourage um, all the listeners to you know take time to be grateful
1: Yep, yep. Hey, that's a great point, LeVon. We're grateful for you. Speaking of grateful, thank you so much for tuning in and for all of you that have become members. We appreciate that. And of course, LeVon, being grateful is one of those things that you can get caught up in the moment. You can yeah. be overwhelmed. It feels like the world is caving in on you and those are emotions yeah. and those emotions can take you down. And, and that attitude, the ability to have gratitude does, really does. It's it's something that you don't feel like doing. Yes. <laughs> But if you can train yourself to start saying, you know what, I should. There are some things that I can be thankful for, and and uh, really is a great point, and yeah. and it helps change your whole outlook on life. And and I am. I'm grateful for you and Mike, and yeah. of course I am grateful for uh, Evan, who does a great job with us, and all of you out there listening to the show and supporting the show and supporting our cause. You know, the Bridge Builder, the Business Connect the uh, youth apprenticeship uh, model that we are putting out there and of course uh, many of you are supporting us and actually helping volunteer and take this program across the state. It's a a great cause that I'm proud to be uh, supporting and I really appreciate you supporting it as well. And of course one of the things that the Hall does is we recognize players from South Carolina or with South Carolina ties as being the greatest, and we give them what we call the Blanchard Rogers award. Sitting right here, this trophy, it's a highly coveted trophy and uh, Mike, give us a quick uh, update. The The ballot is out. No. It's about to be over.
2: It's about to be over. Only a week, less than a week left. Uh, December 9th, Monday. This upcoming Monday, December 9th, is the last time you can vote for the Blanchard Rogers trophy uh, finalists. So, you don't have a whole lot of time, so that means you have to become a member today. Yep. And at scfootballhof.org/slash/join and then vote. You, we have such a great group of guys that are getting national recognition for the things that they've done this year, um, as well as. Uh, you know, players of the years, defensive player of the years, offensive player of the years, uh, Buck Buchanan Award winners, which is like FCS, defensive player of the year type guys, uh, rookie of the years, freshman of the years. It, it, it's it's really amazing to see. We got some guys going to the Senior Bowl this year uh, that are on that list, guys who are going to get drafted. It, it's a it's an incredible list, and, and so I encourage you to take a look and vote for those guys. Also don't forget about our class of 2020 as well. Our first round also ends Monday, December 9th. That's so, right. So you got it, and there's a great group of guys on that I well.
1: tell you what. South Carolina really can hold its own with any state in no, in, no, in the so country. Not. We do have an amazing group that are in the top here. Check out the Blanchard Rogers. Go to the scfootballhof.org. That's scfootballhof.org. Check out the ballot membership does have its privileges, and we want you to tell us who you think the best player in in South Carolina is. Who should get this award? Also, the class, the class will have one more vote, but right now, get in and tell us about that. And then, of course, Levon I always like to come to you for right. the uh, NFL perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you... Well, I, t- I tell you what, what I saw um, yesterday, Debo Samuel's is playing like a man. He really is. Uh, he is playing up to expectation. Probably beyond expectation. This guy is a talent. You knew he was a talent when you saw him at South Carolina, but what he's doing on this level at a, especially being a rookie, is amazing. And Deshaun Watson. I mean, you may call me a homer. But this guy, this guy is incredible and what he's doing at the quarterback position is that whole flow that people are talking about, the evolution of the quarterback, that he's coming in and he's leading it and you saw that again. When you're watching Clemson, you saw those intangibles, and he's bringing it over to the NFL. And A lot of guys can't really transfer from the college level to the NFL level, but he's doing a great job.
1: So you're talking about a game cock and a Tiger there. Now, yes. when you watch the NFL, mm-hmm. having been in it for 11 years, and now you're on this side of the box, I mean, how is it different?
0: Well, I think the game is more spread out. You know they're throwing a little bit more um, passes, and they're they're trying to get those dis um, mismatches as far as um, linebackers on wide line receivers, things like that. So well,
1: you've got a great football mind, but let me right. interrupt you right there. That's how the game has different. How is it different for, for you when you watch the game as a player, and you you're trying to play for that uh, uh, trophy think, versus think,
0: being over in this side? I think you know, really, I think technically it's a little. Different. Um, it, it was a little rougher game back in the day. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was a little rock and soccer back in the day. You had to really uh, come at it, and you really didn't. It's kind of funny. You knew the guys, but you didn't care for them on that day. You just shake their hands afterwards, but now it seems like everybody's kind of friendly. They know each other. But uh, it's a different game. I, I don't think the game is as physical because what they've said on offense that you, you know, defense, you can't do this, you can't do this. So the game is a little different. I, I miss the art of being a defensive oh. player. Okay, are
1: you throwing a flag on me, Evan? Oh, man. Oh, you man. shut you down. It's man. time for me to shut down. Hey, then. hey,
0: hey. Well,
1: you know what? I had a lot of other things I wanted you to talk about about, but next time, next time, maybe some behind the scenes footage, but this is Coach Willie Jeffries' flag, and he was honored, or we were honored, I should say, for him to give it to us, so thank you so much, and that does mean that we're out of time, so without further ado, let me wrap this up, thank you so much for tuning in, we're the Inside Blitz for LaVon Kirkland, with LaVon Kirkland, and hey, Stick in next time when we start, we start talking to our man, Ramon Robinson. That is a great interview yes. that you're not going to want to miss. So, hey, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. You're listening to Inside Bliss with LaVon Kirkland.